Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by president and co-founder of Kodiak Cakes, Cameron Smith. As a child, Cameron's co-founder, Joel, used to roll around a wheelbarrow full of his mom's recipe for pancakes. When Cameron joined after college, he was asked to join for a marketing position. This later resulted in their success in retail stores and later making them one of the top-selling pancake brands today. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Cameron Smith of Kodiak Cakes. Cameron, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, you bet. It's good to, it's good to chat with you. Yeah, so I want to start out with your childhood. So where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? <laughs> That's a great question. So <laughs> I grew up in um, Idaho for a little bit and uh, then Texas, then Nebraska. And I uh, I have six sisters. I'm, I'm the only boy, so a little bit uh, bigger family so you know you kind of have to uh, fight for food and yeah. uh, fight for uh, whatever you can get uh, on on the on the table my my dad um taught in in education so we we didn't grow up with 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 a lot of a lot of money my mom stayed home with 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 all the with all the kids so um you know it was very um it was a very scrappy upbringing i guess you could say Gotcha. So did you have an entrepreneurship mindset growing up? Did you ever sell anything as a kid or anything like that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great question. My uh, pretty early on, since, since my dad um, didn't, didn't have a ton of money, he was always looking for side things to do. I remember mm-hmm. he would wash windows. There was a time when um, you know we, we would actually go with him to wash windows and we loved it because we would go to a restaurant wash the windows and, and maybe we'd get a meal out of it. So as, as a kid, we loved helping him out because uh, the opportunity to, to get, uh, a, you know, food from a restaurant was, was pretty exciting. And For then, sure. you know, there were times when um, he would, he actually dressed up as, as a clown <laughs> a few times to, and went to birthday parties. And, you know, I'm thinking about it now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, you, you've got to be in a pretty humble uh, state of mind or totally. uh, really in a, in a cash crunch to, to be willing to dress up as a clown and you know, he would blow balloons. And, um, so, so for my dad, it was, I mean, we, we would rake leaves. We, I remember we would even do what's called worming where you had this big solution you put in a, uh, big barrel, you would pour it on the ground at night and then you grab night crawlers and then you'd sell it to, to fishermen. So, my, I feel like my whole upbringing was all about doing odds and ends wow. jobs to, to try and make a little bit of money. And I, you know, when, when, when we first moved to Nebraska, I was 11 years old and there was an opportunity to sell, my dad saw in the paper, an opportunity that you could sell pop at the stadium, hmm. um, which at the University of Nebraska football stadium, which seemed pretty exciting and pretty fun, but it was also a way to, to earn some money. So I did that from 11 all the way to 19 every, wow. every football season. Um, I, I had jobs pretty early on. Um, so it was, it was very much about, all right, how, how can I make more money? How can I think differently? How can I uh, work harder? So I mean, I, I learned pretty early on that, you know, if, if, if you just work hard enough, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things, things can work out a little bit better, but you know, maybe they don't always work all the way that, that you want them to, but, um, it was very much, um, you know, you get out what you put in. That's awesome. So did you go on to go to college? And if so, what did you study? I did. So I, <clears throat> so I went to 
um well after after high school i went on a on an lds mission for a couple of years to zimbabwe okay um and 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 that was pretty unique because the 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 economy there was in a really hard place so i saw a lot of people that just financially were just really struggling and so um that was a a pretty different uh mindset that it kind of helped frame up uh, in my mind what i thought about um you know, whether it's money or, uh, finances. And then, then I, I, I came back and, uh, went to, uh, just a small community college for a couple of years. And then I transferred over to uh, the university of Utah and I studied, uh, just business. I, I knew I, lo- I, I liked the idea of entrepreneurship. I, I didn't know at that time what that meant. I didn't know, uh, exactly what I want to do. I, I actually was, was interviewing for jobs, uh, near, near the tail end of, uh, college before I, I met up with Joel at, at Kodiak Cakes and I was in a job interview and, and I thought the interview was going great. It was at a bank. Um, I, I, I thought it was going to be pretty exciting. And the, and the guy in the interview actually told me, he said, Hey, um, you seem pretty entrepreneurial. And at <laughs> that moment I was like, yeah, great. And, and I got pretty excited because I was like, Oh, he actually sees what I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking differently. This this is great. Yeah. Uh, but but for him, he almost took it as a uh, not a great thing. Like it, it was oh. it was not good. He wasn't <laughs> he wasn't looking for someone to think that way. He was almost looking for someone to think a certain way and yeah and kind of stay in that. And so um, you know, I, I I was I would still get excited about ideas or, or different things we could do um, in in college and in studying business, uh, just general business or management. I liked the I, I liked being able to learn a little bit about operations and finance and marketing For and sure. and branding and, and all the little pieces without just focusing in in one area and I think that was just because I there wasn't just one area that I loved I loved knowing and understanding all parts and pieces of it. For sure. So, when you left college, did you have any other jobs prior to Kodiak Cakes besides this initial interview that you had? I did, yeah. So before before I met up with Joel, um, I actually sold tickets for for the Utah Jazz for for a oh, couple wow. of years, um, and then I uh, for a summer, you know, a lot of people sell pest control and security systems. I actually sold food storage. <laughs> I was okay. I had a buddy here that was doing that here in Utah, and he was like, "Hey, this it's 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 great. It's freeze dried food storage. You go door to door and you sell it and." I was naive enough to think that it would be an awesome way to earn, you know, a summer's pay. I was yeah. fairly recently married. And so I did that for a summer and, and got pretty burned out doing that. And, and that's when I um, met up with, with Joel and, you know, he just, he just put a job up at the university of Utah's job board. I was looking for, looking for jobs and I mm-hmm. stumbled across it and uh, then met he and, and his dad was helping them at that time, kind of looking to, to retire and, you know, Joel had been doing it for a handful of years prior to that, and um, you know we were around eight hundred thousand uh, when I joined. But when I met Joel and his dad, I I, I got pretty excited because it was kind of matching my uh, entrepreneur desire of yeah. you know being a part of a of a small company and being able to influence a lot of things. And um, so yeah, I mean that was kind of uh, how I met up with Joel and, and some of the other jobs I had. Okay, so. What did the job description and like title look like when you saw this offer from Kodiak Cakes? Were they looking for just someone to step on to like help lead or was it very broad or what, what did that look like? 
Yeah. So it's, it's funny you ask when I, um, I actually passed the job post a couple of times because the job <laughs> post said marketing manager. Okay. Um, and I, I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, I'm not really a marketing manager. I didn't really go into marketing. I don't know that I have the experience to be a marketing manager. And so I actually, so I, I thought I was really underqualified. Yeah. Um, when I met Joel and his dad, um, I realized, Hey, they actually didn't have a Facebook account at that time. Instagram okay. wasn't really, a, really a thing. And so this was, this was more of a, uh, Hey, can you reach out to uh, PR and start just drumming up more awareness? And, um, you know, so it was, it was, it was more of that. And, and, and Joel at that time was, you know, he, he was more looking for someone to kind of help and, and, uh, grow in these areas, but mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily become a partner at, at that point. Yeah. Um, it was more, yeah, if you could do our marketing and, and I got excited because I was like, Oh, this is sweet. There's nothing, nothing's been established. I, it's kind of a blank canvas. I can start the marketing up on, on social media and, uh, work with influencers and bloggers because there was, there was a lot there that, that you could dive into at that time that, uh, Kodiak Cakes wasn't doing uh, much at all there. So, yeah. so for me, even though it was kind of more of a marketing focus, um, it, it was it was a great opportunity to work closely with Joel and and really dive more into other parts of the business and help think differently and mm-hmm. and really be, be, become a partner um, over over time. Okay, and if you don't mind, for the listeners out there, can you explain the inspiration? of Kodiak Cakes. I know this is prior to your time, but I read a little bit about the story and it's very inspiring. So just what made Joel actually want to start Kodiak Cakes prior to your joining? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, so, so all growing up for Joel, his, his mom would make, um, you know, whole grain pancakes. She would make green smoothies before they were really cool and became a thing. So his, his mom and in a lot of ways was, was kind of a health pioneer. And, and so for Joel, they, they always, they always ate better. Um, and they, they made this pancake mix, um, that was, you know, whole grain, uh, flowers, you would, you would fold in the egg whites and it was just this very homegrown, uh, mix that was, that they would just make at their house, like a batter. So when Joel was eight years old, his mom actually packed them into lunch bags and said, Hey, why don't you go and sell this to the neighbors as you know, a way to earn money and, and, yeah. and, and something to do. Um, and so he, you know, he went door to door and when, when he did that, you know, <laughs> it, the neighbors thought it was great. And, and the neighbors actually responded uh, to him and said, Hey, can you, can you bring us that mix again? That was really <laughs> good. And, and so at that time it was like, Hey, this is pretty cool. It didn't turn into anything for a little bit. And then years later, um, his older brother, John, um, was, was kind of looking for, for work and something to do and was, was talking to his parents. And his mom was like, hey, what, what, what if you took that mix that we made? I mean, a lot of people loved it and, and just made it into a brand and, and started selling it in, wow. in the grocery stores. And, and John at that time was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. You know, he was um, late 20s and um you know pretty hungry for for an entrepreneur experience and so john did it for a little bit turned it into found a 
childhood friend that had became a designer and had him help on the packaging and, 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 and the designing of, of everything. They, you know, the way they nailed down on Kodiak cakes is, um, years prior, Joel's dad actually did a surveying tour in Alaska wow. and loved being in Alaska. Thought it was so cool. And they, they loved like the Kodiak bear and mm-hmm. how fierce it is, but then also the, the Alaskan like frontier where, where things were simpler. They were, they were cleaner. Um, and so they, they, they got really excited about Kodiak and, and being a part of Kodiak, Alaska. And, and so the, the name Kodiak cakes just kind of came from that, like Kodiak, like the bear, and then this wow. frontier of, you know, when life was simpler and, and cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's kind of how the, the brand was born. And, and, you know, John was selling it into gift shops in Jackson hole here in park city um, and, and had a lot of success. And Joel was actually helping him on the side as well. And John just, he, he just kind of had a turning point uh, where, you know, years later he, he was just done and he was like, mm-hmm. look, I, I, I can't do this. I think he, I think sales were, you know, just shy of a hundred thousand dollars a year. And, and John was like, this, this doesn't make sense. I, I, and, and he was just ready to be done. And, and Joel was, Joel was in, in college and, he actually was talking to Joel one day and was like, Hey, Joel, do you, do you want this? I don't even want this anymore. Hmm. And Joel, you know, being young and hungry was like, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. I'll, this, this seems exciting. So, so Joel took it and, and started growing it and, um, you know, got it up to around 400,000 in sales, wow. started selling into a little bit more grocery stores and his, his dad started helping him. And Joel actually took a, took a couple of steps away from Kodiak at different times um, just, just to do some other things to go back to school. Um, and then there was a brief stint where he licensed it to a, um, you know, someone else who was making products for us and, uh, did that for a year. It, it wasn't going very well. Joel brought back the license. And then, uh, that's when his dad was like, look, Joel, I, c- I can't keep helping you. I've already retired from, from yeah. one job. I don't have the energy to keep doing this. And, and, and that's when Joel and I, had connected so enough time had passed before then i think joel was kind of in a uh, a stage of all right this is this is our last hurrah on this let's just see if we can get something going on with kodiak gotcha what did kodiak look like when you joined packaging wise was it still like it currently is or did you guys make a lot of changes when you right when you hopped on yeah so we so i mean it's it's, 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 it's evolved. I, yeah. I would say a lot of it has been pretty minor changes. It's, okay. it's always been in the, it's always been in the craft box. Um, we did. So, so in 2013, so I joined in 2009, 2013 is when we started putting protein, uh, in our pancakes. Um, and that's when we came out with power cakes so the higher protein. Mm-hmm. And that's when we put the, the black border on, on the outside. So there's, there's a lot of little design elements that we've added over, over the years. But prior to that, it was just a craft box with, with the bear and, um, and, and just, you know, the whole grains for, for our main product. So for us, it's been more of a, let's, let's evolve this a little bit and let's really send the brand home to consumers. Um, but let's also kind of stay true to who we've been over time of, you know, this approachable, authentic, uh, brand. Gotcha. So when you hopped on around 2008, what were some of the first things that you pursued for the company besides the social media 
in different advertising realms. What were some first some of the first tasks that they gave you? Yeah, so that, I mean the that's a good question. A lot of it <laughs> a lot of it was um you know, let's let's dive into this the social media side. Yeah. Um but there were there were also opportunities from from a retailer front. So so for me I was I was pretty naive in that I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and, and sometimes that can be a, a, a bad thing for people that, um, for me, I think it ended up being a, a good thing because, um, I, I didn't know what wasn't possible. And I think, you know, Joel mm-hmm. had been at a point where people had told him, no, you can't sell here. No, you can't do this. Um, but for me, I was like, oh, I'll, just, I'll just call them. So I, I started calling retailers and, and gift shops, you, you know, people that had, had bought Kodiak cakes before, you know, Joel gave me this list of, Hey, here are all these gift shops that used to buy Kodiak. Why don't you call them and see if they uh, would be interested in bringing Kodiak cakes in again. And, you know, this time, you know, the, Kodiak wasn't making very much money. So as a result, when I would call these people, I would say, Hey, gift shop in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you guys carried Kodiak for a little bit. You guys want to carry it again. Uh, I can send you samples, but you got to pay for the samples. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so that, you know, at that point asking people to pay for samples of a product that they're not sure they want to carry, it's, it's kind of a big ask. A lot of times people will just send samples and then say, um, you know, Hey, give, give, give this a try and let us know what you think. We'd we'd love to sell there. So, um, we, we did that. I had, had a little bit of success and, while I was doing that, I just kind of realized early on that, man, this is going to be a long slog. If I'm, if I'm just reaching out to gift shops, that's not going to be <laughs> a way for us to really grow. We've got to get into bigger retailers. We've got to get into the targets of the world, the, yeah. the Costco's of the world. And, you know, so um, I was always looking past um, what Joel and I were talking about. You know, we would talk about uh, some of the social media things and, and I would execute against those things, but I was always thinking, well, what if we did this? What if we got into Target? And mm-hmm. you know, and, and and Joel was, Joel was super supportive. He was very much, yeah, go go for it, man. If you like, sure, give give him a call. So I actually found out who the buyer was at Target. I reached out wow. to Target, and um, and just said, hey, we we've got a pancake mix here called Kodiak cakes. I'd love to talk to you about it. The buyer said, yeah, sounds great. I have time uh, at this time. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. I, I can come out there. I remember talking to Joel and, and telling him like, Hey, we got, we got an appointment at target at target. And he's like, no way. That's awesome. And he's like, Oh shoot, man, I actually can't go. I've got something else going on those days. Why don't you just go? And I remember thinking to myself, this is like my first time going out. I actually like, I don't know what I'm supposed to or not supposed yeah, to be saying in front huge. of buyers. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what, you know, what those, what those relationships look like. And so, um, uh, you know, prior, prior to that, we'd gotten uh, a few other appointments at some other smaller retailers. And so it was able to give me a little bit of a dry run, but I, I went out to Target. I, I took a, you know, we would always make pancake for the buyer. So I, t- I took a griddle with me and uh, sat in front of the buyer. I, I made some Kodiak cakes That's awesome. talked to the buyer about the brand and, you know, showed her some uh, like magazine articles and, um, you know, we didn't have much data to to give her real solid rationale as to why she should bring in Kodiak cakes. It was more the emotional, like, "Hey, here's what it would do, and mm-hmm. here's what we have confidence in." And and I'm I'm sure. I mean, I know I was super nervous. I mean, here here I am. <laughs> I had just gotten out of college, maybe a year prior. I'm walking into 
Target's headquarters, which which is very overwhelming headquarters. Sure. They they have over at that time over sixteen hundred uh, locations throughout the U.S. And so I remember thinking, okay, this is this is pretty big, and I was I was super <laughs> nervous. And so I'm sure for her, she just felt super bad and bad, and was like, I gotta throw on the bone. I should probably at least bring it into a few stores just just to give it a test because yeah. this this poor kid needs needs a break of sorts. And so. <laughs> She um she told us a little bit later, hey yeah guys we're gonna bring in Kodiak into forty stores and I remember okay. Joel and I we were stoked we were like oh this is gonna be so awesome we're we're getting a target it also was for me a, a big confidence builder because I realized hey I can actually do this I can yeah. get it into a retailers okay that was actually kind of fun this is a different type of sales it's more of like that relationship side and I like for the sure. relationship side and so I started to see that. You know, I can reach out to other retailers. I can talk to other people and, and I just need a set of appointments because if I can get them face to face, that's going to be way different than, than just a call over the phone. And so I, I, I started kind of, I, I actually put together, so I, I was still trying to build the social media side, mm-hmm. but now I was also thinking, well, if we're going to grow this, we got to get into more retailers like a target. And if we have a target, almost like an anchor retailer, that'll probably help other retailers be more likely to bring it in kind of totally. that domino effect. Yeah. So I, I went online and I was like, what are the top hundred retailers, grocery stores in, in the US? I put together this whole list, put it on Google Docs, and then I just started working that list. I would I I I'd find out who's the pancake buyer. A lot of times I would just call the receptionist and I would say, <laughs> Hey, who is the person who buys pancakes there? And they'd say, That's that's this person. They do you want me to transfer? No, 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 I'm good. I, I was just I was just curious. Um, and I was like, do they actually have an email? Yeah, here's their email. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I wanted to get enough information so that when I called the buyers, I could be fully prepared for what I was going to say and, um, and how I was going to talk to them. A lot of times, the, the, you know, people are so busy, they don't, and, you know, it's really common, they don't answer their phone. So there mm-hmm. were a few times when I remember, I mean, this happened when I called Hy-Vee and Hy-Vee is one of our, one of our better accounts today. We have a great relationship with them and they've really leaned into Kodiak Cakes. But I remember mm-hmm. years ago, I called, I called High V and I was expecting it to go to voicemail and, and the buyer not to answer and the buyer says hello. And I remember thinking I, I was not prepared for this and, and so I kinda stuttered. I was hey, um uh hey you know, we have pancakes. So I you know kinda, yeah. kinda threw me off because I, I wasn't expecting it. But you know, I think I think what I what I realized is you need so many little victories. For I think sure. a lot of times people are looking for the big grand slam to to bring everybody home and, and score all the runs. But, but really, if you're just getting little victories along the way, those can propel you a week, two weeks, a month longer. And th- those can propel, propel you through the next couple of phone calls because you've seen, all right, we got that little success. Awesome. Now let's build on that. Let's, let's build on this. And you still have stumbles and bumps along the way, but those, um, those little victories can really do a lot for you. For sure. So when you landed that first target spot, were were the locations scattered across the U.S. or did they put you in a certain region or how did that go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So they they told us, hey, here are the forty locations that we've identified. Um, you know, either they're they're good for better for you products or the location. And, okay. and it was you're exactly right. It was spread throughout the U.S. And the way we fulfilled it is. We packed the uh, cases in our office and shipped them out. So, mm-hmm. and that's that's also what I did. So, the thing about being an entrepreneur, it sounds great when your business gets to a large state where 
uh, you're kind of more managing it and just thinking through the strategies. Yeah. Earlier on, you're trying to get social media going and then you're selling to Target and then you've got to go in the back room and prepare the shipment for Target because you don't have enough money to hire all these roles. So I spent a lot of time preparing the shipments for Target and setting them out so the product wow. could get on the shelf. And then I would go in to Target's website and see the data to see how they were performing. And then I was trying to think through how can I get these sales to increase and what do I need to do and how can I target these locations to uh, drive more sales uh, because it wasn't all, it wasn't just every Utah or every Colorado location that we could really just yeah. dive into and, and blow out. I mean, you know, Target really wanted to know, can this work throughout the US? Um, and, and if it does, then, then let's keep growing. So that buyer moved off the desk and, and we got a new buyer and our new buyer said, Hey, I'd love to meet with you guys and, and talk a little bit about Kodiak cake. So we went out to Minneapolis and met with that buyer. And, and he told us at that time, he said, Hey guys, like, I think what's, what the brand is doing right now, and this is before power cakes okay. is, is really great. I think the products uh, turning well, could you guys put together a plan for what, what we would do if we expanded into 1500 stores? So if we were to go into 1500 stores, wow. what, what would, what would you guys be able to do from a pricing standpoint, from a promotion standpoint? Um, or is, uh, you know, and I remember Joel and I walking out of that meeting, just like, oh, wait, did you, did you, did you did he, he's thinking 1500 stores, that'd be nationwide. That would be insane. And, and now we're thinking, shoot, what are we going to do? And we were only, a, you know, maybe 2 million in revenue. Yeah. Um, and so at that time we were like, wow, shoot, that would, that would be really big. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this would be awesome. Okay. This would be great. In Joel's mind, he's thinking, oh shoot, okay. Do we have the money for that? How are we going to pay for that? We've got, we've got to figure that out because that first order could be pretty big. So yeah. they did lean in and that, that first order was, you know, 250 grand, which wow. at that time was, it was, it was super significant. And for sure. And we were like, okay, how are we going to get this produced and, um, and make sure that we can send it to target. And, and I actually remember, you know, on, on, on new stores, target had a policy that it wasn't a 30 day time period that they would pay you. It was 60 days mm. before they would pay you. And I remember Joel and I talking and, and he had actually had to borrow some money from his dad <laughs> to uh, fulfill that order. And, you know, he's, he's, he said to me, he said, Hey, um, could you reach out to the buyer at, at Target and see if we could have them release payments sooner? I was like, yeah, yeah. totally. So I, I reached out to the buyer. I was like, hey, you know, we're we're in a little bit of a tighter spot. Um, could you guys release the payment? The buyer's like, yeah, sure. Let me see what I can do. So they actually released payments sooner, which 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 uh, which helped us significantly. But you know, pretty early on, we we were not afraid to ask questions. You know, yeah. the, the approach was very much look, it's okay. If you don't know something, just ask the question. And the worst response that people would say is no, but is, is that really that bad? So For let's sure. just ask it. So a lot of times we, we ask cause we just, we just didn't know. Um, and, and, you know, we were fortunate to have some, some buyers that, uh, were thoughtful and, and, and helpful in navigating a lot of those uh, potholes pretty early on. Totally. Did when you got the spot with target for the nationwide sale, did they give you like a heavy lockdown and time frame for production? Did you have to have the packages ready for them in a short span or how was that? Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah. So they, so, so, so the way it works is, um, you know, they, they would maybe tell you in March, like, Hey, in March we are looking to expand this mm -hmm. nationwide. 
Do you guys have the capability to service it nationwide? Um, and we would probably change over the shelves in June or July okay. so that you have that window um, to get everything ready to make sure that you can ramp up production, uh, which, you know, which is including all, all those pieces that you talked about, which is supply and packaging and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So we got back to him and said, yep, we, we can do it. We're, we're good for those dates. And, um, and so we moved forward and, and usually a ships, you know, a couple of weeks or a month before they're changing over the shelves. Um, and so that, that's where once it ships, that's when the, the time period starts for them paying you back. Um, but they were, I mean, they were really, they worked a lot with us early on, on when it was shipping, when, when to have, when they would need everything so that, um, it would be pretty seamless. For sure. I saw that you guys went on to the show Shark Tank and for a company, especially where you guys were at this time, this is huge for advertisement. You guys actually locked in a spot airing. What was that experience like and what made you pursue Shark Tank? Yeah, the, yeah, that's it. the, the, the Shark Tank experience was, was, was pretty unique. Um, yeah. So I had, watched, I had watched Shark Tank for a couple of years and with my wife, we were, we were big fans of the show and and I remember uh, one day talking to to someone who was helping at the office, and she was like, "Hey, what? Why, why don't you guys think about going on Shark Tank?" <laughs> I was like, "It's a great thought. I mean, I love the show, but I'd actually never like put those pieces together." So I was talking to Joel, and I was like, "Hey, Joel, we should we should try to get on Shark Tank. That could be a great way to get publicity. Yeah. And if if the deal makes sense, maybe we could get a good partner out of it too, because that could also help." grow the brand. I mean, the biggest thing that we needed is we needed awareness and trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for the small brands are just thirsty for and, and, and that they want. And so I, I reached out to Shark Tank. I sent an email to them and just said, Hey, um, you know, here at Kodiak cakes would love to be on the show. We, we, we could use an investment from, from an experienced investor. We've never brought on any money prior to that, uh, you know, any private equity money. So, mm-hmm. um, we would be really interested. Uh, I didn't hear anything back until about a month or so later, I, I got this phone call, um, at my house at night and I said, California, <laughs> I remember thinking, I don't know that I know anyone in California. And yeah. they said, Hey, we're, we're producers for, or casting directors for Shark Tank. I just want to talk to you a little bit about Kodiak cakes. And I remember thinking, Whoa, okay, sweet, cool. And so <laughs> I, I, t- I talked to them and then they said, yeah, you know, we'd be really interested. And, in, in talking to you guys and, and having you come on the show. And I remember Joel and I, you know, we, we put together a video for them. We, we filled out all the paperwork. Um, they then put us in contact with some producers that would help us, you know, just be prepared for the show and, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that we're thinking about everything that we need to be thinking about. And then um, we, we, we went on the show and, you know, when we went on the show, we, um, you know, we didn't totally know what to expect. We did a little bit cause I had watched the show. Um, yeah, but you're, you're in there for you know, maybe 30 to 45 minutes and they're just asking you a lot of questions. They're talking to you. It was, it was a really, really good experience. They, they were really respectful. They, they asked some really hard questions, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we walked out of there that where we were at and where we were thinking we could do a deal and where they were at, we're pretty far apart that for us, you know, we were like, you know, let's, it doesn't make sense. Let's let's not do a deal, and mm-hmm. and we didn't know if it was actually going to air or not, and and we were hopeful wow. that it would, and and pretty fortunately, it, it did nine months later, and 
uh, you know, once that hit, it's, it is, it has been the gift that keeps on giving it. It, it continues to air on, um, you know, CNBC and, uh, whenever it airs, we get people writing in saying, Oh yeah, I saw this on shark tank. And, wow. um, so it's, it, it was a great experience and it continues to be a, you know, a really strong part of, of what's helped us get to where we are. That's awesome. So when it does air, do you notice like a huge increase in sales as well? We do, we do notice, a, we do notice a little bump early okay. on. We, we saw a huge, I mean, once it did first air, we saw a big bump. We sold yeah. out at target. We were wow. scrambling to get product back on shelves. Our, our website crashed a couple of times. It, it was, wow. there was a huge influx of, of demand, which, which we had never experienced before. Once it, um, now since it, when it air, re-airs, we see a little bump, uh, maybe in online orders. Uh, we don't notice it as much at retail because we're in a lot of retailers and it's hard to yeah. find out exactly what, you know, those, those little peaks. Um, but it is more on online when we notice it. Gotcha. So looking at Kodiak Kicks today, what would you say separates your brand from your competitors? Yeah, we, you know, that, I, th- I think that's, I think that's a great question. I think, you know, we, we think a lot about, um, branding and, and, and think a lot about, what is the Kodiak consumer and, and what do they mm-hmm. care about and, and what are we trying to be as a brand? Um, you know, I think what you see is you see a lot of products at times that, that come out with just uh, functional benefits. Um, yeah. You know, the, there, there is a big, there, there's been a big keto craze, which isn't as strong now as it was before. Um, you had the fiber years where, where, where brands are just focusing on one really one a functional benefit for consumers that they're looking for or caring about at that time at Kodiak Cakes, we, we've tried to make sure that the brand is more than just a product, that, that really it's about inspiring healthy eating and active lifestyles mm-hmm. with nourishment for today's frontier. So it's all about how are we nourishing people and families for whatever is in front of them today, whether they're exercising, playing, playing sports as a family or or going on rides or runs individually or, or together, how are we nourishing them? And, and yeah. that nourishment, it doesn't just come from protein or just, or it doesn't just come from whole grains. It comes from the combination of all of it of, okay, how can you make sure that all the ingredients that we have are clean um, and approachable ingredients? And then also how can we make sure that the nutrition is balanced in such a way that it, it, it it gives you the energy that you need for whatever activities that are in front of you. So, mm-hmm. so for Kodiak, we think a lot about that. And then the branding element for us, we want to make sure that it's authentic, that, that we are who we are. And yeah. you know, that, that, that means it's being a, being approachable, being, being fun and um, playful, you know, not taking yourself too seriously. Um, and I think a lot of times uh, people want to just say, this is what the brand is or you know they, they try and uh, put you in a box and 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 for us we want to be really thoughtful on on what we're doing well and, and how we can keep growing that we have had competitors you know i mean pretty early on the pancake category i remember talking to some buyers and they told us look i mean this is pancakes we're not doing much in this category it's it's a commodity for us and mm-hmm. and so they wouldn't bring our items in because they just didn't care about the category and yeah. now you look at the pancake category and there are so many brands running after this relatively small category in comparison to other categories in the grocery store. 
um, and all because um, you know we, we brought a lot of awareness to this category so so what happens is you know the water people say the water rises right so yeah. so we brought in those incremental users people who had never had or who hadn't had pancakes in a while or at least bought them from the store and now we gave them a reason to buy it so the water rose the category grew so what happens is everyone wants to start throwing their ship in the water because if the tide's rising, it's rising all ships. For sure. And so that's kind of the view for some people. They say, well, let's just do this. They're not taking care of this segment. So for Kodiak, we want to make sure that we we, we are different, that, that we stand out as different, and that and that we own our space and, and, and our territory and yeah. um, you know, and make sure that we're being proactive and not just reactive in everything that we're doing. That's awesome. So what would you say are your top selling products today? Our our, our, our top selling products, you know, it's funny. I, we, we came out with power cakes in, in early 2014. Mm-hmm. And so in the last six years, that has continued to be our top selling product. It, 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 it does really, really well. We have frozen waffles that we've launched and, mm-hmm. and those are, those are doing incredibly well. We have oatmeal uh, packets and oatmeal and cups that are, that are doing really well. Um, but a lot of it is just those core items yeah. in, in those categories of, you know, whole grains and protein, just, just the basic flavor that, that turns the best for us. Gotcha. So what I like to ask each guest at the end of each episode is if you could share one piece of advice to an aspiring entrepreneur, what would that be? Maybe something you've learned or regret just anything. Yeah, there. You know, it's it's funny. It's it's it becomes the what I wish I would have known. Yeah. Um, I I I would say one of the things I my, my advice would be would be kind of twofold, mm-hmm. and and it would be one keep keep pushing forward, keep knocking down doors. Um, don't 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 listen to people all the time. You know, listen to people to learn and um and take what what you want to know, but um you know, keep trying, keep, keep thinking differently. And the other piece of that is that thinking differently, it would be think bigger, think, think bigger on, on where you're trying to go. You know, something I think a lot about is if, if, if you don't know, you know, if you come to a fork in the road and you don't know where you ultimately want to go, then it actually doesn't matter which path you take on that fork in the road. Yeah. If, if you know where you're trying to go, just work on that path. It may not work out, but at least you tried and, and you're, and you're pushing on that path. And, and so I, I wish, I wish I could have said years ago, yeah, I know Kodiak's going to be 80 plus employees over 200 million in revenue. Yeah. That's where we're going. I wish I could have said that, but yeah. I had no clue. I didn't have that vision, but I, I was hungry and, and I wanted to get there. Had I've had that vision, would things have changed potentially, or maybe it was better not to have that vision, but I, yeah. but I at least knew that I wanted to go somewhere. And so, as much as you can expand your vision and start going in that path um, and just, you know, just knocking down doors, I think you'll be surprised at what you're able to achieve. For sure. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for joining me today. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Kodiak Cakes at KodiakCakes.com. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.